All right, let's go into our book. The Guide Inside, Pastor Mark Brzee from Tulsa, Oklahoma, really uh, also a missionary and a Bible school uh, teacher and founder and leader. And so um, we left off last week, um, right, uh, I'm going to pick up with uh, page 157, kind of overlap where we went last week, Wisdom from a Missionary Statesman. So this whole book is about uh, the guide inside which is the Spirit of God. I love Proverbs, I don't know if he even quotes it in here, but I love Proverbs 20, 27, which says, uh, the Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly, um, which means God is gonna use your spirit to shed light on the direction that you should go. Uh, the Spirit of man, so that's your spirit or my spirit, is the candle of the Lord or the light of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. Well, uh, really you are a spirit. You have a body, you live in a body and you have a soul, but you are a spirit. And so um, the, uh, God is gonna use your spirit to reveal to you the most inward parts of who he has made you to be. And who he's made you to be when you're born again is you actually become, Corinthians tells us, one spirit with Christ. So he's going to reveal those intimate things concerning himself and concerning your union with him or the reality of uh, being in Christed. That is going to be revealed by our spirits. So we got to become acquainted with our spirits and we've got to... Um, use our spirits or respond from our spirits or yield to our spirits or allow our spirits to dominate us. Because if we don't, we're never going to know those things of God. There'll be a, a, a thought, or I wonder what it's really like, or I wonder if this is really true. But boy, when, when you let the Lord shine light um, through your spirit to the inward part of who he's made you to be, it becomes so real that it's undeniable. Uh, it's like because uh, you get substance to your faith, yeah. substance to your faith. And so then, um, excuse me, faith is always in the unseen, not the seen. And I don't know about you, but I haven't seen my spirit lately. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. That's just a little uh, introduction. So um, page 157, wisdom from a missionary, uh, missionary statesman. So it's talking about uh, T.L. Osborne, love T.L. Osborne. He's in heaven now, has been for a few years. But what, a, what a, a precious believer and a precious minister of the Lord uh, for so many years, uh, reached so many people, and it's just really a, a great inspiration to anybody that has a heart for the world. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're thankful we got to be in some of his meetings and, and be affected uh, by his ministry and uh, partake of the move of God uh, in, in his services. Well, he said... Uh, he was having a conversation with Dr. Osborne and uh, he, Dr. Osborne said, one time the Lord told me this and he stopped for a second and he said, that's not accurate. I need to rephrase that. The Lord didn't speak to me. He just impressed me to do that. And then uh, uh, Dr. Osborne went on to say, um, you know, sometimes we use terminology that separates us from everybody else. Sometimes we use terminology that separates us from everybody else. Well, uh, sometimes we do that on purpose and sometimes we do it by mistake, but it really doesn't matter what you say. Uh, you, it'll change what you experience in life. And so that's one of the things I loved about uh, Dr. Osborne. You know, he, 
he really had revelation from the Lord uh, concerning a passage of scripture in Acts. And I remember when we were in some meetings with him, he ministered on that. And, you know, he said, you know, uh, the Lord drew my attention to this or this stood out to me. Or I noticed this. He said, would, too, would it be too holy to say it, I got a revelation about it, right? Well, because it's the same thing that he had developed here is that uh, you can really easily say like, well, I got this revelation from the Lord or the Lord spoke to me. Well, uh, you know, I know another minister that said, uh, you know, uh, they maybe went on the ditch farther on the other side and say, you should never say the Lord spoke to me. Well, I don't know. I kind of would like to add a footnote to that. Uh, or maybe I just wouldn't say it that way. You shouldn't say the Lord spoke to you unless the Lord spoke to you, right? Because the Lord does speak sometimes, not the primary way that he communicates, uh, but the Lord does still speak. Some people hear him speak uh, like an audible voice. Again, maybe just once or twice in a lifetime, but the Lord still does speak. And so we just ought to be accurate. Uh, so that's what Brother Osborne's saying. You know, he was impressed by the Lord. Uh, not like, oh, you're amazing impressed, but like an impression like if you took uh, a wax and you had like a, a metal mold uh, like they used to do with uh, letters uh, and you could like put your signet in it and you just melt it in, you impress that into that wax. So you don't speak it into the wax, but you impress it into the wax. And so uh, sometimes the Lord just leaves an impression. Uh, you know, I like to jog. You probably know that if you've uh, joined us too many times or very many times. Well, uh, if I have a pair of socks maybe a new pair of socks or something, or maybe especially crew socks that come up larger than just your ankle, and I put those on, it, they'll leave sometimes an impression in my skin. So the socks are gone, but there's an impression there, and uh, sometimes my kids will be like, Daddy, what's that? So they recognize something's there, but they don't know exactly what it is. And I'll say, well, that is the impression that those clothes left on me. Or some, <laughs> sometimes I've... Uh, you know, it's really easy for me to sleep. I don't have trouble sleeping. So uh, sometimes if you fall asleep, uh, sometimes on Sunday after ministering, I'll take a nap. And if you fall asleep in an awkward place, uh, there may be an impression left on your face. You know, and you wake up and look in the mirror and like, whoa, what happened to me? <laughs> when did ugly enter the room? No, it's just an impression that was left. And you can see a hint of what was there. And so uh, the Lord many times... Uh, will will uh, impress us something. So back on page 156, um, he said, uh, intuition, a hunch, an inward knowing. In other words, I know, I can't explain how I know, but I know. Well, how you know is the Lord's leading you and guiding you. But if you say, I know, but I can't really explain how I know, well, that's, that's actually saying, I know, but reason didn't tell me, right? Or I know, but I didn't hear a voice that told me. It's, I, I know from a different place than what most people function with in their uh, interaction with and relation to things of the earth and things of the flesh and feeling. In other words, I, I know, I just know that I know. That's how a lot of people say it. I just know that I know. Well, that's because that's in your spirit. And that actually is more real than natural things. You know, uh, we've been looking at Sundays for quite a few weeks. Uh, at uh, 2 Corinthians 4.18, which says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 
Well, how do you look at these things unseen? That is with the eye of faith. In fact, faith, uh, um, part of the reality of what faith is, is that faith is in things that are not seen. So when you think of 2 Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, Paul, by the Spirit of God, is really telling us, while we live by faith, or our vision is affected by what we see, or what we see is what we have in faith. In other words, we're looking at what God has shown us, not at what we could show ourselves, and not at what the world shows us. So we are, we are people of faith. So you see 2 Corinthians 4, 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, that is the statement of a man full of the Holy Spirit telling you this is how you live by faith. This is how you live by what God has said. You, if you're going to try to live by just things that you see, that is not living by faith. Uh, and that is temporary and subject to change. We live by things that are not subject to change. And so my healing by the stripes of Jesus is not subject to change. That is not up for uh, debate. That is not an option because Jesus already did it. I don't have to receive it and I can live on a different plane in out of a different kingdom like the kingdom of men or the kingdom of earth and then I will not receive or participate in what the kingdom of heaven has bought for me but I have come into a new kingdom and it is the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God and so in that kingdom my salvation is complete my restoration to favor is complete the restoration and healing and deliverance of my body is complete including my brain including my feet including my my uh, belly, every part, my liver, every part functions and properly and has been set free from, from uh, what is that called, cirrhosis. And like cirrhosis, Jesus took cirrhosis in his body uh, and on his spirit, more importantly, and he annihilated that thing. That disease has been destroyed by the Son of God and not just destroyed, but has been conquered. In other words, he, he came under it so he could be over it. <laughs> so it could be under his feet. Glory to God. And when you come in union with Christ, uh, then every sickness and every disease, every form, the curse in all its form and all its manifestation is under uh, the feet of Jesus. He has conquered it and actually he has redeemed mankind from the curse. So the curse no longer has dominion over those who are united to Christ. Those who accept the redemption and the deliverance that only Jesus offers. Right? So when we accept that, then we come in union with that. So that is what you call looking at things that are not seen, which is what we call faith. And faith believes. Right? Okay. So that's where he said an inward knowing. So I know that I know. That is in the realm of God, and that is in, which is in the realm of faith. Right? The unseen realm, the eternal realm. And so that is where your spirit is dominant. And that is where your spirit has freedom. And that is where your spirit can really live. 
Like, and, and when your spirit really lives, then I believe that's where you get what Jesus said in John 10, 10, uh, life and that life more abundantly because when the, the real you is satisfied with the real him, it's like, it's, I feel like it's like you open a floodgate of the life of God and the nature of God in demonstration, experience, and manifestation. So all of a sudden, uh, you're not moved by what you see. You're not moved by what you feel, but you're moved by what's going on in your spirit. And in your spirit, you have light, you have direction, you have knowledge, you have security, uh, you, you, you're conscious of the blood. And, and from that place, well, you're like, Lord, you just give me direction. I'll go because uh, with you, all things are possible. So uh, it's an intuition, like a hunch, inward knowing, a drawing, a drawing, which he talks about later here if we get to it. And like, uh, I'll just jump ahead with it, like a magnet, like being pulled like a magnet. Or maybe I say last week, like a tractor beam on Star Trek, right? They get you in the tractor beam and it pulls you in, right? And so um, uh, like it's a magnetic force, so to speak, uh, that is pulling you in. So you're drawn to this. And that's where he goes on uh, in, in today's lesson and says, you know, it just seemed good to me and to the Holy Spirit. It seemed like that was the right thing to do. It, 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 I just had that impression or I had that knowing this is what I should do. Well, it, it, you can have that knowing. And if you look to your spirit, you will have that knowing. Either don't do it or do it. That knowing is in your spirit, uh, which the Lord uses to lead and, and guide you and light your path, right? right. Well, um, uh, that knowing can be in there. But if you don't recognize, well, how are you going to recognize that, that knowing or that, that impression or that leading if you don't look for it, right? right. So, um, you know, uh, with our children, uh, sometimes uh, it's been clear uh, a few nights uh, over the last week or so. So we'll come home like, oh, look at all the stars. And they're like, what? well, let's look for the Big Dipper. Well, they're not going to see the Big Dipper if they don't look for the Big Dipper. First of all, they need to be outside. <laughs> so if they're just going to stay in the house, then they're only aware of what's in the house. Well, they may know, well, you know what? Daddy said, came inside because I did the other night and I said, hey, guys. Oh, well, let's come outside and look at the stars. It's like a beautiful night. And you can see uh, so clear, especially if you let your eyes adjust. So uh, they could know, well, Dad told me if I go outside, I can see this. But if they stay inside, they're not going to see it. They can imagine what it's like, but it's not quite the same as when you personally look with your own eyes. Right? So I can go and say, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. Well, I could tell you, it is so wonderful to be led by the Lord. It is so, such an awesome experience. You need to just look to the inside as easy as going outside to look at the stars, but it could just be that foreign to you because you're like, oh yeah, I believe that, that he's doing that. I, I know he's seen the Big Dipper and I know I could, but I'm kind of busy right now or I'm kind of tired right now. Well, I said, no, come outside. So they came outside when they it took, you know, you know, I think the person that took the longest to get out was my wife. Okay, so all the kids came out. Eventually, my wife came out, and then, and then we're out there, and then, uh, you know, Melody maybe she wasn't as interested as I was, so she kind of looked up, and then I thought she's walking in. I said, wait, 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 you have to wait, probably at least ten minutes. Really, it's like thirty minutes or more. 
but 10 minutes, your eyes will adjust um, uh, the highest percentage of what they're going to adjust. They'll still adjust more the longer you're out there, but you get a, a major adjustment after 10 minutes. And, and, and you see more and more. And so I said, just stay and, and let's not stand in any light where other light gets us and let's look up. And so we look, we're looking up and all of a sudden, after about two or three minutes, the kids say, whoa, I see so many stars. And then I, okay, let's just wait. You see like four minutes, whoa, there's more stars. And uh, they didn't stay out much longer than that. But uh, you saw, you, the more you stayed and looked, the more you saw. And what at first you see, well, there's a few stars. Oh, the longer you stay, like, well, there's so many stars. I couldn't see all these before. Why? Because your eyes were used to looking at other things. And the adjustment they had to make, it takes them a little bit to, to open up wider, but they're created to see all of these other things, right? All of these other stars. But the, the, the inputs that were coming to the eyes with all of the, the lights in the house cause the eyes to dim down and not be able to open up and see so much because they're, they're so affected by all of the lights that are right in front of them. But then when I took them outside and said, okay, come outside. <clears throat> now look, don't get the neighbor's light. Don't let it shine there. The lights from our house, we turned them out so they weren't shining out so that we weren't affected by our environment uh, that was created by man. And so we looked at the environment that was just created by God, right? And so as we looked, the longer we looked, the more we saw. And the more we saw, the more awesome the picture was. And, and you're, the more actually conscious of the Lord you become. And you're like, this is, this is amazing. Doesn't it make you want to look at the stars? I don't know. Let's, let's see. Yeah, you might look at the stars tonight. There's some, uh, some clouds around, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> Makes me want to look at the stars. So, um, but that's what it's like. Uh, if you don't look to your spirit, it'll just be foreign to you. You just have to take someone else's word for it. But there's not the same connection. And God wants every one of us to be conscious of who we are in him and, and to be led by his spirit. And he created a way for us to do that. Think about it. You could get in the flesh and think, well, I sure wish he would just, I would just hear a voice and he would talk to me like somebody else. Do you know God set it up the best possible way so that this is the best way, this inward witness and this leading. Um, and so uh, this impression, Paul said in Acts chapter 14 and Acts chapter 8, I perceive, uh, in Acts 14, Paul, while Paul was preaching in Lystra, he perceived a man that had faith to be healed. So God didn't say that man has faith to be healed. He perceived that that man had faith to be healed, and he said, stand upright on your feet. Right? So when he perceived uh, the direction of the Lord and the leading of the Lord and the unction of the Lord, when he perceived that, then what happened? He knew what to say. He said, stand upright on your feet. In other words, the Lord quickened him or made it real to him. This man has faith to be healed, but he's not up on his feet. So then he gave the command of faith. In other words, he gave a command to the man don't, this command is supernatural. In other words, this command is from the unseen realm and it affects the unseen realm, which will affect the seen realm. He said, stand upright on your feet. So he's not telling him to stand upright on his feet because he saw that the man had been doing exercises. 
uh, or because he saw that the man's feet were moving. He saw that the man had faith. So he saw into the unseen realm, right? He saw the unseen. And uh, sometimes the unseen can affect the countenance of the seen realm's face, right? And so he saw the man, that he had faith to be healed. So faith can be seen. And so he looked at him and he saw and he spoke. And what he spoke was things unseen. And the man responded. And when the man responded, because he had faith, he was not responding, oh, I guess that guy says I can do this. No, because faith is not in the words of Paul. Faith is only in the words of God. And so that man had heard the words of God in his spirit and received them and therefore had faith to be healed. He just needed to put action to what he already had. He's like, oh, I believe what the word says about my healing. And he's in that state. And in that state, Paul says, well, get up on your feet. And so he got up on his feet. And of course, because he had faith, the power of God just raised that man up. His faith, his faith made him whole like the woman with the issue of blood. And he got up and he leaped and praised the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, well, I mean, you think like I, I maybe couldn't be like Paul. Don't think that. You are like Paul. You just follow the leading of the Lord. Uh, you, just may, you may need to make an adjustment like, okay, let me, let me listen uh, to my spirit, right? And so you, you may need to make that adjustment, but it's not like you don't have to be made a whole new person unless you're not born again. If you're born again, you have been made a brand new um, species or creation that's it, never been before. Brand new, and in that new life, its source is the life of Christ. You're, you're united to Him and with Him. And um, because of that, wow, God has made you an amazing new creature in your union with Him. Not apart from Him. It's not like God made this great creation and it's just awesome on its own without Him, right? Well, God did create man and that's an awesome creation, but our greatness and our goodness comes from God. Jesus said, there is none good but God, right? And so all goodness that we have comes from Him. And, uh, and so uh, God is so good and He has made us uh, perfectly formed and fitted to hear from Him uh, and to follow His leading, to understand the witness. And um, so uh, we're just so thankful and so grateful. And so um, in chapter, or the rest of the chapter, page 159, he talks about the ways of God. And um, he says, think about how well you know your spouse or your children or a good friend. You have learned their ways and that you can learn the ways of God. And this is what I'm talking about is learning the ways of God. And they don't come by looking at the scene, but at the unseen. For the seen is temporary and changes, but the unseen is eternal. Think about it. A lot of people think forward and they're like, I want to I wanna save for retirement. I want to plan for the future. Well, this is the ultimate future plan, right? Uh, you might as well look at eternity now. And you look at eternity and it will affect your, uh, your how do you say that? Your time in the realm of time. It'll affect your earthly existence 
and it will infuse your earthly experience with supernatural power and supernatural vision and supernatural provision and supernatural freedom and supernatural joy. Well, what does that mean? That means it's beyond the natural. If you've got supernatural provision and you look at the natural, you can laugh at the lack that you may see in the natural because you know you have supernatural provision that will show up in the natural. It's not just like, oh yeah, I know, when we get to heaven, the streets are paved with gold, so I'll have plenty there, but it's really rough while I'm down here. Well, it is because of your thinking and believing, because you believe if you're saying that, that God has nothing for me here, He only has something for me there. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that you are born again the instant that you uh, confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And that salvation affects every part of who you are. No, your body doesn't change like you've got a big nose before you're born again, you've got a big nose after you're born again. But your spirit changes and your destination changes and your source of, uh, of uh, life and help and strength and overcoming changes, so much so that if you experience lack, do you know you've been redeemed from the curse of poverty? And so uh, you can actually, um, this is real interesting because there's a balloon rolling down the hill towards me. I have no idea where it came from. Uh, I just thought you'd like to be joined in on that. <laughs> so uh, you could have lack, and when that, that, that lack is there, when Jesus comes in contact with the lack, Something has to give, and it's the lack. So, you know, it's important. Uh, we don't just, what do you call it, spiritualize everything. That, well, we, yeah, we have all this uh, money in the supernatural. Well, we do. But if you believe that and act on that, just like the lame man, he got, had faith to be healed, and Paul perceived it. That's over on uh, page 156 from Acts 14. Paul perceived it then what he saw in the supernatural, he just needed a little, a little word in the natural to, to make that supernatural unseen thing that he could see, which was substance. He saw it. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. He had hoped for it, you know it, right? Because he had faith afterwards. Uh, and so he, he saw it in the supernatural or the unseen, and then he just did an act. In the, in the realm of time. And when he did, all of a sudden, the realm of time was divided and split and in came his strength in his body and his legs. And now what he saw in the unseen showed up or manifested, we call it, in the scene. Isn't that awesome? It is awesome, right? And so um, faith is the substance of things hoped for. They haven't things are not seen. I like to say it like this. Um, you really can't separate uh, walking by faith or living by faith from being led by God's Spirit. The two go together. He will lead you and He will guide you. And um, faith is, is really uh, uh, hearing from the Lord or what He's uh, revealed to you, seeing it and receiving it. And so um, I hope you can see me because I know it's getting dark out uh, tonight. And, um, but we only got... 
two more hours, so we'll, we'll be done before it gets before the stars come out too much. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Don't anybody like tune off, turn off your TV or something like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, Battle 159 again. Like, uh, likewise, sensitivity to the Spirit of God comes by spending time with Him. Remember go, the star example? You go outside, you gaze at the stars, you spend time there looking uh, uh, to see what you see. It comes by having a life in the Word and a life of praise and worship and prayer. It comes by following His prompts and His leadings. We become so acquainted with His presence that without Him saying a word, we know when He moves into a room and we, rec we recognize His witness. We recognize His witness. We recognize His witness. <laughs> <laughs> and so the more you spend time with someone you recognize uh, like I said I think last week you know I recognize the sound of my wife's walk I don't have to see her I can just hear her walking whether it's in a house like on a wood floor or outside uh, on the ground I, I know the sound of her walk because I've been with her uh, for so many years and so uh, you don't have to spend years with the Lord, but the more years you spend with Him, the more precious He becomes. Because the more you start to learn Him and know Him and you become relaxed around Him, like, wait, he, He's really not trying to make it hard for me. He's really not trying to keep things from me. He, is, he really is loving me. He really is not putting Himself first. He really is putting me first. He, he really did, does want to talk to me. He really does want my best and, and, and want to increase me and help me. And he really does uh, want me to learn and to grow. And, and I just want to thank him and I just want to uh, be a part of what he's doing in the earth today. I want to fulfill what he's called me to do. And so, um, you know, I think I better stop there. Uh, yeah, it's 745. So I'll stop there and... Um, you know, uh, we're so thankful for the Lord, the leading of the Lord, and for every one of you. And uh, don't ever let this be like, this is something that real spiritual people do. Well, you can, I guess, if you want, because if you're born again, you're a real spiritual person. Right. Uh, you know, you, you become a spiritual person when you're born again. Mm -hmm. So that means your spirit uh, becomes recreated. It be, your spirit becomes spiritual, right? So you are spiritual. <laughs> so all you have to do to be spiritual is just act from your spirit. That's pretty spiritual. Right? To act from your spirit. And so, but you know what I mean when people call us, well, that person's real spiritual or real holy or whatever. Well, really, you don't realize it, but you are. And it, it, probably what you are, if you're looking at someone else that way, it's probably that may be a, like a self-righteous type of person, uh, potentially. Or maybe it's someone that you just look up to and you think, oh, I could never know the Lord like that. No, you, you can know the Lord. There's no like hierarchy in the knowledge of God. Uh, you just have to take time. Like, uh, you know, the way I got to know my wife is I spent time with her. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I probably I know her better than you know her uh, because uh, you didn't spend as much time with her as I've uh, spent with her. In fact, I think I've have I been with you like half your life or something like that. And so um, we spent a lot of time together. Well, uh, the more you spend with the Lord, the more you know him. But you were created to do this. And really, you, you know him as far as you're acquainted with him. And he lives on the inside of you and, and you know his voice 
like Jesus said in John 14, so you know him. It's not like his voice is foreign to you. You just may get distracted on other things, but you actually know him. So when you look to that place, you'll, you, you'll, you'll have a witness of your spirit. That's true. Well, it's true not because I said it, but because Jesus said it. It's actually in red in John chapter 14. <laughs> or, <laughs> sorry, I'm cracking up tonight. Praise the Lord. Okay, so you know him, and um, you're, you're acquainted with him, and he lives on the inside of you. Yeah. So it's not real difficult. Um, but you just you just got to look there, right? So just go outside tonight. Look at the stars. If you can see stars, I see some clouds coming in, so maybe we won't be able to see stars here. But anyhow, look at the stars, so to speak, and, and, and look and, and, and wonder at the awesomeness of God and that he loves you and he leads you and he guides you. Now, if, if you're with us tonight and you have never become a new creature, you must receive Jesus Christ to be a new creature. Uh, it's not automatically, it's not because you came, your family's always going to church since you were young or something like that. Maybe that's happened. Maybe nobody in your family's ever gone to church, <laughs> right? Uh, those two really don't matter for being born again. I guess going to church, like Brother Higgins said, would at least show that you were interested. <laughs> but it wouldn't make you part of God's family. Uh, and so the way you get to be part of God's family is you receive his son, Jesus Christ. The only way to God is through his son, Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me, Jesus said. And so um, uh, I'd like to invite you tonight, if you've never come into the family of God, if you've never received Jesus, I would like to invite you tonight to receive him. Uh, it, it'll be the best day of your life. You know, once you receive him, you will not regret it. Uh, and and you, will, you will not think, why did I do this? And you will not think, oh, this is a horrible life. You will be in awe and you'll be like, this is the best thing. Why did I wait till now? Why didn't I do this a long time ago? This is great. And so it's good to be born again. It's a good life. Uh, it's the best life. Uh, if you want a good life, you know, uh, stop focusing on all these natural things and I'm going to get the money here and do this and go here and go there and do this and do that. Get something that really will change your life, that when you get to go things and you get to have increase, your, your heart's in the right place and you will, you will, it will not destroy you, but it will actually enhance the life that you already have, right? That's the, the way to do that is make Jesus your Lord. And so if you want to do that tonight, I'm going to pray a simple prayer in just a minute. And all you have to do to receive Jesus is believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and receive him. Confess with your mouth, he's your Lord. And you know, you just say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord. And if you do that from your heart, you'll be saved. I'm going to make it real simple for you. I'm going to pray a prayer like that. And you can just repeat it after me if you'd like. And just, but don't just mouth the words. Let it sink in from into your heart and then speak it from the inside. And, you know, the best way to locate that, especially if you're not born again, is where do you forgive people if you really forgive them? They did something wrong and you really want to forgive them. Or where do you ask them to forgive you from? You're like, maybe that's a better way. Like, if I offended you, did something, and I want to ask you to forgive me. I did something wrong that I know is wrong. I want to say, please forgive me. That's from my heart. I have to do it from my heart. Same place. That's where you believe God, with the heart man believes okay so I'm gonna pray right now say oh God, oh God. I'm coming to you in the name of your son Jesus Christ 
I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. To take them away. And to make me right with you. Jesus, I receive you right now as my Lord and as my Savior. I'm going to live my life for you. Not for me anymore. Father God, Thank you that I am now part of your family, that you have just recreated me, that I have a new source of life and a new strength and a new foundation and a clean slate. Hallelujah. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, whew, like, a, like, a, like a suddenly your life has just changed. Your foundation of life has changed. You got a whole a whole new start. I, will, I would love to get your name so uh, that I can be praying for you and our prayer team can pray for you. And um, maybe we could get you some materials if you'd like them so that uh, we can get you started uh, in the family of God with a great foundation. Uh, you need to become to church on a regular basis. If you're not in our area, um, uh, you can uh, let us know and we can try to help you find a church there as well. If you're in our area, uh, we're meeting at Akatink Lake Park uh, in Springfield, um, Virginia. And uh, we'd love to see you there if you're, if you're willing to come out in person. Um, if you're not, you can continue to join us online. Or if you're in the D.C. metro area and you're like, whoa, that's like an hour and a half drive. Well, it's worth the drive. Uh, but if you don't want to drive an hour and a half, uh, we'll see if we know of some good churches in your part of the metro area that we could connect you with. Because the most important thing is that you get in uh, to a, a group of other believers where you guys can encourage each other's faith and you can grow together and you can get plugged in serving in God's kingdom. It's such a blessing. So you can fill out the information on the forum that uh, may have been popped up on the screen if you're watching on the church online platform or uh, also maybe linked on Facebook or one of the other social medias. Um, but if that, if that didn't happen, you can just send us an email, info, I-N-F-O, at anchordc.org and we can connect with you that way. Again, um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, everyone who has joined us and um, we look forward to seeing you again on uh, Sunday morning. Thank you for believing with us. Uh, it, it makes a difference when we come together even though it's socially distant like this uh, via electronic means. Boy, you join your faith together and F Paul said, you know, I have judged. I have joined with you in the spirit. Uh, my spirit was with you right. in that place That's and right. judged with you yes. and so we're together in the spirit. Right. We just love to be together naturally as well in the flesh um, but uh, when we're not able to, whew, praise the Lord. Uh, we are united through the blood of Jesus. God is so good. God bless you. I pray for you right now. Father, I pray for every person watching and listening. I pray that the very best that the blood of Jesus purchased, the very uh, fullness and richness and overflowing abundance that he made available to us, I pray that that would be um, evident in every person's life who's listening to this right now. Father, I pray that you'd give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowing you, in acknowledging you, and in the knowledge of who you are. Father, I pray that the eyes of our spirit would be flooded with light. In Jesus' name, amen.